0: Welcome back to Wellness for the Hot Mess, where we explore topics around holistic wellness, embodiment, entrepreneurship, and navigating the complexities of the human experience. These are real, raw, and vulnerable conversations between us, our community, and experts in their field. Our intention of every single episode is to inspire you to simplify your wellness routine, because let's be real, less is more. Welcome back to wellness for the hot mess podcast. I'm Kristen. That's Lexi. And we are so happy to be here with you navigating and finding balance in wellness routines and finding balance in overall life because you know, life can really sneak up on you. I actually just saw a meme like five minutes ago. I reposted it to the podcast page and it was like, life is all about balance. 50% namaste, 50% fuck off. And I was like, so relatable. So oh how's God. life been for you babe? It's been about that.
1: <laughs> it's been about 80% fuck off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um it's so funny because I have clients and and some of my clients at the studios that I teach at are always like you're always so like calm and chill and I really um I really appreciate that when you need a day off you take a day off. Cause they know that I'll be like, well, I'll see you guys on Monday. And it'll be like Monday. And they're like, where are you going? And I'm like, I just need some space, Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And I would have never had the confidence or the ability to do that back when I first started teaching. Um, but it's important and mm-hmm. we're going to touch on a little bit of that Today, we're going to speak on how it's important to protect your peace, not in the cliche way, protect your peace from bad energy and yada, yada. Of course, that's like a given, Mm -hmm. right? But your internal peace that other people, it's not like they don't have anything to do with my internal hell. They don't. I have everything to do with my internal hell. My My internal environment is projecting my perceived external reality. Mm -hmm. And I think where people miss is they blame it on other things and other people, Mm -hmm. but I'm making the choices. So when I can feel my internal hell bubbling up, I'm like, oh shit, I need to take a step back because I don't want my external reality that I do love to become a hell.
0: Mm, Yeah. This is a great conversation to have in your mid twenties, early thirties. see a lot of those like articles or those cliche videos online. That's like, I spoke to somebody who was in their later seventies, eighties. And I asked them like, what was one thing you wish you knew when you were younger? And I've seen a lot of repetition in the answers of, I wish that I didn't think the world was out to get me or that like, The people in my life were out to get me. I think we project a lot of our internal world and a lot of our internal struggle to our environment. And we're like, it's not us, like our environment's affecting us. And I was really stoked when you brought up this topic because for me, sensations in my body and overwhelm and emotions, whenever I start to feel overwhelmed or I start to feel stressed or anxious, whatever it is immediate disconnect from like my reality and my thoughts in the present moment. It's like, I find myself up above the clouds, like can't even get a hold on my own thoughts. My own emotions are out of control. Everything is very rash. And that's when I tend to make decisions without thinking. So for me, it's like, I'm excited to hear you speak on this today because we talk about the mind body connection. That's kind of like the meat of our podcast is connecting it all. And it's like, I still have moments that when I'm overwhelmed where I am just like, so disconnected that the things that come out of my mouth or the thoughts that are happening, I'm like, I know that's not reality. And I'm telling other people not to think that way. Why am I being so rash? So I think it all comes down to like, like you said, how we are, how we are feeling what's going on with us and then living that truth as well. And kind of like putting that into reality. Cause it's one thing to say, like, I'm cool, calm and collected under high stakes. And then the high stakes happen. And it's like, oh shit, all of that goes out the window.
1: Yeah, totally. You can be cool, calm and collected if you're playing it really safe. Mm-hmm. And again, these words are like play it safe and stay in your comfort zone and whatever, but the 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 stretchiness of it all is going to activate your protection mechanisms. And I was having a conversation with a client the other day and I was saying, you know, she's been really spending a lot of time on healing her nervous system. And she goes to tarot reader readers and astrologers. And um, you know, she does all the things to support her system and to support the knowledge becoming embodied and whatever. And I fucking honor her. But I had to say to her the other day, you know, it's not necessarily always about the healing. It's not necessarily like I need to heal this. What am I going to do to heal this? Okay, six sessions with my therapist and then I'll be healed. Tell me what to do, right? Like, tell me what to do, God. I've been there before. Like, I don't even know what to fucking do. But the medicine and the work is learning how to be in your nervous system Mm. today, Today, what is happening in your nervous system? What do you feel? Do you feel that you're gonna you're a little triggered from um, that post you saw on Instagram this morning? Are you a little triggered this morning by your partner? Or the other day I took a Pilates class and I was so fucking triggered, but that was a sign for me that I, my window of tolerance was closing in. And that was a sign for me that I needed to give myself something that nobody else could Otherwise, it was this was going to take me into a spiral of what do I need to heal? Something's Mm -hmm. wrong with me. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. That's important. there's There's a thin line between I need to heal this trauma. Yes, that's true, and also I need to learn how to be in the body that the trauma lives in right because it's not going to heal tomorrow. It's not going to heal the next day. So if I can dance with my trauma and dance with my dysregulation, then I'm going to be more of a functional human. And I'm also going to not lose my mind going back to that internal hell
0: that we spoke about. That is so important to hear you say just now how you were like, What do I need to do for myself? I think when we get into fight or flight or we're feeling overwhelmed by the emotions of whether it's being triggered by something or anxious about something, our immediate response in today, now in 2023, is to look outward for a solution. Therapy, which is great. I could not recommend therapy more, but we immediately like, I need to book an appointment with my therapist the moment we feel triggered, or I need to go back on that group course I did and look at that chart that said like, this is what I need to do when I get triggered. I love how you said, what do I need to do? So when this happens for you, I want to hear how you walk through that. When you got triggered in that Pilates class or whatever it may be, when you say to yourself, what do I need right now? What does that look like Mm -hmm. step-by-step? Because I think it'll help people to see like, okay, if that's what she's doing, I can also tap into that for myself.
1: Yeah. So there's a few things and I was actually driving here to to my place from Pilates this morning. And I was thinking about this all just came up in my mind because I was I was on I was voice memoing a client about something that she messaged me and she goes something came up in a breathwork practice where a situation came up from the past. It wasn't a bad. Bad situation. It wasn't a good situation. It was just like an old situation from college came mm-hmm. up in, in a breathwork session. And the intention of this session was to bring the subconscious to the conscious. But she goes, "What do I uh, do?" <laughs> like, okay, it came up, and I I, I uh, relived this scenario, and what do I do? And I said, if you have the time and space, you allow yourself to feel the emotions that that come up in the body from the situation and it does the emotions don't have to make sense mm. and then again if you have the time and space you notice the thoughts so what I do when I'm triggered is most of the time if I have the time and space and sometimes I don't sometimes I have to go take a class and I just have to be on or sometimes I have to take a client and I have to be on but I will say those will come back like they will everything yeah. will come back totally, <laughs> so, totally. In order to feel and to move through and to allow your perceived reality to be clear from anything fogging you that is triggers and traumas and conversations, um, I feel the emotion. Like, I'm like, this is fucking weird. Why am I so triggered by this Pilates class? But I I don't attach to the why. I just Mm. feel it. I just feel it. So I'll be in my car or driving here and I'm driving back to my place and I'll feel the emotions and I'll be like, damn, this is weird. And I allow myself to feel the emotions. And I also allow myself to feel the judgment of the emotions because that's another thing that people don't, it's almost like they pull that part away. It's like, you have to also feel what's real. So there's emotions, there's judgments of what's real. And then to take it a step further, the thoughts that arise. So the mind will support you if you do, if you take the time to be with the steps before the thought. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you immediately go to the thought, that's when your ego is running or that's when just your protector is running. So after I feel, after I judge if, if that's alive, then I'm like, What is alive in my mind? Like, what are the thoughts here? Am I just tired? I shouldn't have booked that client yesterday. I shouldn't have booked this Pilates class, right? I shouldn't have invited my family here for the weekend because I knew I had all of this stuff to do, right? Okay. Those are the thoughts alive. Be with them. But now what what are the conscious and supportive thoughts that are going to allow me to take action onto the next step? Right. It is. Maybe I have to cancel an appointment, maybe because it's not always doing more. I also want to make that point. It's not always always being like, let me book a massage, because to be real, sometimes if I don't have the time and space and I book a massage, all I'm thinking about in that massage is what yeah. I have to do afterwards. Totally. Right? Totally. And so it's like we have to have this trust for our mind. I feel like a lot of it's like either mindset work or embodiment work. Mm -hmm. but the two together are where the secret sauce is. And I see like 50, 50 with people. They trust their mind one day. And then the other day they don't fucking trust themselves worth anything. And I'm like, wait, look at where you are, your mind, your body, the collaboration between the two got you here.
0: Right.
1: So why are you throwing that out the window?
0: Right. The less is more is like it hits, it hits the nail on the head for sure. I had a moment the other day where I was going through a lot of the journals I keep and I have, and I was like, do I want to start in this one? Do I want to move my like five things I'm grateful for to this one and put my like to-do list. And then I had a moment where I was like, why do I have six different journals that are half written in half of my to-do list is in this. And I was like, I remember being so organized in high school because I had one calendar for school and then a journal that I fucking talked about drama that happened at school in. And it was like one calendar that had my shit in it. And the other was for me to just free write and be creative. And I was like, where did I lose that side of me where I finally like thought that more, I need more. I need this cute journal for this. This one's going to be for gratitude. This one's going to be for like fun st- Why, like, where did I decide to take that route of to continue to add in? And now I'm coming to that journey too, of stripping away and realizing that less is so much more. And again, that's what a balance and mindset and wellness and all of this is, is you don't need to go to those external resources. And that's why today's episode is powerful because all of this is within you. So when you and I had spoke a little bit, I loved, you're always so good at the analogy things. I loved the analogy of, you had mentioned- I want to chat a little bit about reprogramming new sensations into the body to manifest or to heal. And for me, I was like big words. I got to sit with that and think about what yeah. that means. Yeah. And then you said We're right like, after that, me
1: at reprogram <laughs> totally.
0: And then you said right after that, think about it as like in sports, how athletes use the power of visu- visu- visualization to achieve what they want as an athlete to win something. They don't talk about it openly. I feel like, but a lot of these athletes, when you sit down one-on-one with them, a big piece of their success is like, I already believe I am the shit. So I am the shit, or I already see that win. So I've got that win. So talk to us a little bit about what that would look like in someone's life. Who's not a professional athlete or reprogramming these new sensations. Cause I really loved that analogy. It made a lot of sense to me.
1: Yeah. It's the power of repetition, right. And the power of practice and Yeah. For example, when like this classical Pilates training that I'm in right now is kicking my fucking ass. It's kicking my mind's ass. It's (laughs) kicking my body's ass. I don't know why I signed up for it. I'm like, (laughs) I don't need to do this. Like, but what I'm, what I'm realizing is that the power of practice and the power of being in that weird, I don't know if you've ever done classical Pilates. It's the opposite of you everything you've ever learned about movement. If you're a, a fitness instructor, if you are a fitness instructor and you go take a classical Pilates class, you will, you will lose your mind.
0: You right? pass, so it's you like pass. the curve and the
1: arch and the, uh, pump and the uh, there's no like natural flow of the body because what is that even in Pilates? That's wrong. Right. Um, but what I'm learning as I am, practicing these body positions that my body is not used to being in my body wants to fight it so fucking hard like there are positions my body doesn't even go into and it's been months and months and months and because i've been st- i've been not stuck but my body has been used to other forms it's taken other forms for 34 years of my life and the the journey of that has taken other forms, right? And so the analogy is if our mind has taken other forms, if our reality has taken other forms and we want abundance and we want to make $10,000 a month, it's going to take some repetition. It's going to take some practice when it comes to who do I need to be to have 10K months because Mm -hmm. the body and the mind is going to be like, bitch, we don't fit there. Like, we don't fit in that position. And so, to start small, and what I do with my clients is how would it feel in your body if one month you calculated up all your sales and yada, yada, and you made $10,000? How would that feel? Like, because to be real, even right now, when I just said that, I felt a sensation in my heart that was excited, but it was also like a bit surprised. Right. And that's not necessarily like you don't want to be surprised about abundance that you've worked for. And so that's a signal to me that there's some unworthiness shit there. Right. And then that's something to look at. And so with the practice, I'm getting these positions in Pilates, but that's just my example. And then another example I have for you guys listening is Um, Like when I played college softball, we had a sports psychologist and it was the dopest thing. And it was probably why I do what I do. Right. I was just like, this is rad. Like after practice, we would lay on the grass on the field. (laughs) I'm getting emotional because it was just like sports were my life. Softball was my life. We would lay on the grass. And I was a fucking stud. And to be honest, I was a stud because I was feisty and I would visualize myself being a stud. And I was a stud. I wasn't necessarily the most talented athlete. I wasn't the biggest. I was usually the smallest. And we would lay on the grass and we would visualize the next day's game. And (laughs) our team was not very good, but I was good. (laughs) And I'm like, there was something not landing within their minds within this visualization. But for some reason, the visualization piece was always like my favorite. And it always really worked for me, even on deck while I would be waiting to go up to bat. I would be visualizing the whole time, the whole fucking time I'd be visualizing. And when I would get up to bat, I would kill it like, I was a, I was a a number four hitter and I was the smallest on our team. And so like an example there is in bed or when I teach early morning classes. So in bed for me, I lay in bed and I visualize my day. Right. And the visual, the visuals are not always easy Mm. depending on, but depending on like the gunk you have in your mind and depending on like, the energy that's within your system at that moment, it's going to allow for an effortless visualization or an an ungratifying one where you're like, shit, I just got to breakfast and that's where I left off. Right. Right, right. But a lot of times I will be like, okay, like everything's going to be smooth. I'm going to, I'm going to feel myself having the energy for the day. So what is the energy, having the energy to hit every call, to teach every class at my best ability? What does that feel like in my body? Right. And then in class, when I teach, I will have the students visualize before we go into movement, I'll have them just visualize their body flowing through the movement for just like three minutes. Right. It doesn't have to be a lot. So then on a bigger scale, when it comes to manifestation, it starts in the body. If you can't feel what it would feel like to have a part, the partner of your dreams in your body, because perhaps you've never seen it. You've never felt it. All you felt when it comes to partnership is, is, um, contraction, then it's going to be really hard for you to manifest the right partner. And that's not your fault, Mm -hmm. but it is important for you to be like, okay, what do I want? It's not just about writing it on paper. Like, let me tell you, it's not, it's about, feeling it in your body, just like we spoke about before, noticing the emotions that arise and noticing the thoughts that come up because the thoughts are going to tell you a lot about it. The thoughts are going to immediately tell you whether you believe you're worthy of this thing or not. And then you have to take it a step further and then reprogram those thoughts.
0: This conversation is making me so happy because this sounds so much I don't want to say easier because it is, it's something you have to work towards and, you know, be like repetition, be repetitive with it. But this for me is why I got into wellness in the first place and why I wanted to work in wellness that was accessible for all because journaling and meditating, and even sometimes just like writing out four gratitudes is really fucking hard for some people. And it takes (laughs) a lot of work to sit up, to go get a journal, to get a pen, to sit there and think about it. How simple it is to just the first when you open your eyes in the morning, close them again and visualize your day. You Mm -hmm. don't even have to move your body. You don't even have to like think about going to grab something or like think about a prompt I have to answer. It's literally visualizing your day. Normally we know how our day is gonna look. We look at our calendars the night before, whatever it is. So you know what you have ahead of you that day. Close your eyes and visualize it. Mm -hmm. I love this because this also brings it back to the simplicity of wellness where. I believe wellness should be accessible for all in terms of like, you don't need to be working in the wellness space. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. You can be somebody who has a nine to five job and still visualize big things for your life. You can still walk through your day and your visualization could be like making sure that the days go smooth with meetings. And then like your big goal could be getting a raise at work or things along that line. Like this is all this is something that everyone can do. And I really love this because this is like the first step towards including wellness in your routine. And this makes me really excited to like wake up tomorrow morning and have the first thing I do, close my eyes, see my day and how I want it to go. And that actually gives me more energy to want to make the day go exactly how I visualized it. I also love this a lot because visuals, they don't only help us like really believe something. A lot of people have to see something to believe it. So thinking one thing is great, but like actually sitting down, taking the time to visualize something, it also makes it seem more real and tangible. But another reason I love this is because this is such a great technique and a good tool to have in your wellness toolkit for someone who even what came to mind for me when you were speaking is maybe someone who's going through like a depressive episode, navigating like a really tough time in life where even getting up out of bed is a big task. I could see myself back in situations where I felt in those funks where I would have loved to use this to like wake up. First thing I do is close my eyes and then just visualize like, you know what, this morning I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to make a latte. And then maybe I'm going to sit back down in bed and I'm going to grab a book. Like even just starting to see things like that, it doesn't have to be the most intense visualizations, your biggest dreams and goals, but something so simple that can start to kickstart you forward into like that positive momentum. Because I know for me personally, whenever I do start to get down depressive episodes, I just need like the littlest kickstart to get me back on track to feeling good again. So this is something I really appreciate, but for someone who does want to take this one step further, using the sensations and the visualizations to begin to manifest how can we kind of put this into the big realm of like, I want the biggest desires and goals for myself. What would someone have to do? Is this something they have to visualize every day? The first thing they wake up, they're like, I'll give you an example. I'm going to be on Forbes 50 under 50 list. Like every single day, is that something they're having to visualize? How does that work for like your big, big goals?
1: Yeah. So just to build off of what you first said, um, you know, when it comes to visualizing once you can feel the sensation and truly feel it then it's always there Mm -hmm. so you can also go back to a time that was really rad you were on vacation with your family and it felt really good and you were expressing yourself and you felt like your true authentic self and you can go back to that time because the body doesn't um the body doesn't know if that's the past or the future when we visualize these things the body receives them as they're true and real in that moment, threats or not, right? Manifestations that feel really good. um, But also the body knows when a manifestation feels really scary. And the body doesn't know that it's a manifestation that feels scary. The body thinks it's something that feels scary. Right. The body is protecting you from feeling that desire wholeheartedly, whole body um, wise, because the body hasn't felt this and the body's like, what is this new sensation? I'm going to protect you. Mm -hmm. So that's what's happening physiologically. So when it comes to, if you want to be on the Forbes list, yes, it's important to visualize it every day, but the process is important to, to witness what thoughts come up and how your body reacts. Um, because the body might protect you from that because the body doesn't trust that that is something you can hold Mm. and that's a whole nother monster. So my advice is to get to know your sensations first and foremost. It's to get to know how you feel like when I'm nervous or when I used to be in the dating scene, I feel like I would get so nervous before a date. I would always have to go poop. Right. (laughs) And (laughs) And so my body was sending me the signal that I was like really nervous and that's how my body reacted. Right. And so to totally. get to know the sensations of your body. How does your body respond to stress? How does your body respond to nervousness? How does your body respond to excitement? Mm. How does your body respond to bliss? Because, you know, I don't know if if you guys are familiar with the koshas, but the koshas are a yogic um, journey that you go on within this practice of meditation and embodiment. And it starts with the mind and then the body, or it starts with the body and then the mind. And the last of the koshas are bliss. Mm. And so we have to work through the physiological so what, what's happened with what's happening with your sensations? What are the thoughts relative to those sensations? It doesn't mean they're true or real, but what are your thoughts based off of your perceived reality that are coming up? And then from there, like what can we do to allow for the body to feel, feel safe to feel and the sensation of bliss? Because a bliss is is like the ultimate dream when we feel bliss. And if we feel blessed, we can fucking manifest whatever the fuck we want. What's getting in the way of our manifestations are unhealed traumas, our old patterns that are protecting us. It's all about the nervous system. So for new manifestors, because manifesting, you guys heard me on, on our episode with Jenny, like I'm a, I'm a master manifester, but I also get in my own way a lot, a lot. Yeah. And so I will, you know, it's not even about the manifestation piece at this point. It's about getting to know your body and getting to know your emotions and getting to know your mind.
0: Mm. My manifesting, like back is that I see too far into the future and all the things I want. And I, I don't step back and how am I going to get there? I'm not thinking of the, like, how I I'm going to take the steps to get to that. I'm just like, no, I'll be there. But I don't follow through with the, like, no, no, you have to take the steps to get there and yeah. you have to continue the practice. So I totally get that. But I think I need to end with asking when you're going on dates with your husband now, do you still have to poop before?
1: It depends what psychedelics we're doing before we go on those dates.
0: <laughs> uh, true. That's true. So good. Okay. We haven't to. We have hit a hot mess moment of the week in a while, so we got to hit a hot mess moment of the week. It's been too long, and I think our listeners are starting to think that we're, like, too well. It's we need to be a little messy. <laughs> I know. I know. What's going on for you? Okay. So this is a
1: good one. It's not necessarily just for me, but we had a hot mess. It was a fun, hot mess weekend, but it was my husband's 40th. And I surprised him with having um, his mom come on yeah. the day before his birthday. It was a surprise. So she's staying with us and she's incredible. But then my brother messaged. Oh, no. We have a full house. Our little beach cottage is full of people. Wait, next
0: pause. Okay. It froze when I yeah. heard, then my brother messaged me. So go back to that. No, okay. I did not know. For Should I just brother. start over? Yeah, start it over.
1: Okay. Yeah, I know. I saw you froze. I kept talking because I thought maybe you would get it. Okay, shit!
0: <laughs> so close.
1: Okay. So... It was my husband's birthday last week and I surprised him by having his mom show up and be here the day before his birthday, Smitty. which was so awesome. And I love having her here. Um, and you guys have heard me speak about our place is small. We have a two bedroom. It's right by the beach. And these little beach cottages are not big. And so then my brother also texts me that same week and is like, I want to be there for Smitty's birthday. I want to surprise him. And I love that my brother and Smitty get along so well. It's like a dr- It really is a dream. And so I'm like, okay, cool. You can come. You're going to have to sleep on the couch bed. I tried to arrange some stuff to where we could use our neighbor's um, guest room, but it didn't work out. And so I was like, whatever, it's fine. And then my brother tells me, oh, and our, your cousin is coming too. our cousin. And I was just like, Nico, like my brother is so the type of guy that's like, it'll be fun. It'll be ex- an experience, whatever. <laughs> Everything will work out. Well, I'll sleep on the couch. It'll be fun. And I, that's not fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm like having a bunch of people sleep in our living room on the couch is not fun, but we made it through and it did end up being really special, but we just had, and I I'm pretty busy right now, but we had my brother and my cousin on the couch bed my mother-in-law in our guest room and then we had friends over all weekend and so that's just kind of my hot mess moment cuz that's not my first
0: pick of how to do things but right. it was right out. totally yeah, i'm the you? same way i feel like if i if i ever have guests in town like they'll offer oh my God, I can't sleep on the couch. And I'm like mortified. I'm like, no, <laughs> mortified. No, that's terrible. I have like a $120 blow up mattress that I eventually got when I was living in Chicago because I was so mortified that people were sleeping on my couch. I hated it. Yeah. Hated it. For me, not much a hot mess moment, more of like a lifestyle that I'm evolving into. I want to know all of the drama of the Vanderpump's rules stuff.
1: Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs>
0: I have started from season one, episode one. I'm on season two now. Um, I think I can skip a couple episodes because it's a little boring the beginning. You, yeah. So uh, I will just
1: say I've been watching it in real time since the first season. So all of these new Vanderpump bandwagoners, sorry, they think sorry, they sorry, want sorry. to go and start from the beginning. <laughs> it's just not going to be the same. But I get it. I totally get it. Um, yeah, I feel like the. The like second and third season, you could skip. It's you have to find the season where they find out that Jax and Kristen slept together. Okay. Yes. I
0: was waiting for that. Okay.
1: Because, and then you also have to find the seasons. I love Ariana. She's fucking epic and she's incredible. And God, this is, this is like gnarly, right? What she's going through. But then there's the seasons where. Tom Sandoval starts to date Ariana and Kristen is like loses her shit because Tom cheated on Kristen so many times. Right. And it does kind of seem like he's going to change for Ariana. And oh, my gosh, how
0: crazy. This is like the craziest reality TV drama ever. I know. I am someone who I started from season one because I need to Know exactly how the characters are. I need to see them from the beginning so I can feel the full impact of like what's about to happen. Because if I can't like put myself in their shoes, then I'll just be like, oh, it's drama, whatever. I want to like feel the reactions. I want to be on like a team. I actually was listening to Nick Vial's podcast this morning. He just had Kristen on. And from what I've seen and know with the little pieces I have right now, it seems like there's been like a full 360 of who supports who now. And like, there's a lot of shit I need to unpack in these next seasons, but very happy to be here. So sorry, I'm jumping on the bandwagon late, but I'm like really <laughs> excited. This is, it's good. It's crazy. It makes you like reevaluate how much men really do suck. Yeah.
1: You know, also I think it's important to say is why I love watching Vanderpump too. And you'll see, and I don't know if you follow like Stassi any anymore now or like anybody. Oh, I follow all of them now. Yeah. So I'm right on it's there. It's really cool to see their evolution mm-hmm. because they did go f- from like a bunch of poor, rude, snobby yeah. piece of shit LA servers. Like to be real, they're not they weren't like totally. the best humans, but now it's like to see their evolution into maturity and compassion and love. Like it's crazy. And again, I've spoke before. That's why I love reality TV because these people do have real lives. And you know what? Most of them have a lot of real fucking traumas that are, are coming out in other ways on Mm. national TV. But what I also love is a lot of them have podcasts and I think social media has given them a platform to speak about. Yeah. When I was in that relationship, I was I was working through a lot of traumas and I wasn't talking to a therapist. And now I am talking to a therapist and I have worked through a
0: lot of this stuff um, because that's like such a crazy world. Right. It's the human experience playing out. And it should be validating to a lot of people that like I'm not alone, like this shit happens and you can change. You can change. You can absolutely change your yeah. path, your course of yeah. life. I clicked on Stassi's profile the other day, and she had a picture with one of the old servers, Christina maybe or Kristen. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, just like in the background, kind of feeding into the drama. She's not really a main yeah, character. Christina. Yeah. But she, um, I clicked her profile. and Now she has a whole wellness brand, and she's like yeah. so cute and sweet. And I, I loved it because I was like, it's just the human experience, and you can change, and you can create a life that you love living and you can go through all of these different kind of masks of life and still be you at the core. It's the human experience. I love it.
1: And it's like, you got to follow the thread of the human experience. It's what we've been speaking about this whole episode. It's like, you got to feel the emotions. You got to feel the feelings. You got to feel the judgment. You got to notice your thoughts. And if you try to jump from, from one end to the other, the the middle will come back to you. (laughs) Totally. So that's like, it's a good case of probably Tom Sandoval is like, maybe he thought he had healed those cheating Mm. ways and, and he tried to shut them off for 10 years with her. Right. And I don't think he's been cheating the whole time. Maybe he has, but he's not a, he's not the devil. He's just someone who has a lot of things he needs to work on. Raquel is not the devil. But damn, that girl, you know, needs to get some support, and and mm. she came out with a statement, and I thought it was beautiful because she did say, "I'm in therapy, and I, I have a lot of codependent issues," and like that's beautiful because I don't, you know, my prayer for her is that this happened and it won't happen again because now she's getting the help that she needs, right? And same right. with anybody in the reality space. I was just watching The Bachelor last night, and I, and Smitty goes do they have like therapists on board? And I'm like, yeah, they do. Because when I was on that short stint of a reality episode, I remember them being like, do you need to talk to a therapist? And I was like, no, I need to (laughs) smoke some pot. I don't know why I came on this show. I need to go back to my reality because I went somewhere in my head and in my body.
0: Yeah. And I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's true. I love it. Who would have thought? Vanderpump's rules, reality TV, wellness, it all goes hand in <laughs> hand. In hand. <laughs> yeah, it does. Thank you guys for hanging out with us again for another episode. We love you so much. We're so grateful you're here. If you want to get more involved in the community, we have our Facebook page. You can always pop onto our Instagram at wellness for the hot mess to get that link. We meet every month in our community. This month is a little crazy for Lex and I, so we'll definitely be getting back to our community meets in April, but we're so happy you're here. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend that you love share. The more you share, the more that we can give to you guys. And we've got so many episodes on Apple podcasts, on Spotify, anywhere you can stream. So take a look back down memory lane. We've got a lot of great topics on there and we'll see you in the community soon. Peace out.
1: We are so happy you took the time for yourself and dropped in with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with someone you'd love or rate and review. We cannot wait to have you next time and we'll see you in the community.